Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Helix Reviews Podcast. My name is David Arrington, bringing you reviews from a Christian geek worldview. And today on the show, we're looking at two video games that I'm excited to be talking about here. Spider-Man Miles Morales, the spinoff to Marvel Spider-Man, which came out a couple years ago. I've been extremely excited for this game. It's finally here. Played all the way through it. Going to talk about that. And I also am going to talk about... Super Hot Mind Control Delete. This is what started off as the DLC to Super Hot and then eventually became its own standalone game. I think this is technically the third game in the Super Hot series, uh, with the first one being Super Hot, the second one being the VR game, which is a, a different game than the first game. It's, uh, yeah. It's a completely different game. At first, I thought it was just the, the first game put into VR, but it's not. And now we got Super Hot Mind Control Delete, the what I believe is the third game in the Super Hot series. The only the second one that I've played because I don't uh, have access to a uh, VR console or anything of that nature. Now, I'm going to talk about Super Hot first, so let's just dive into that one. I'm going to play a clip of Super Hot here if. I can find a clip that works on an audio podcast because there's not really any talking in this game. Uh, if I can't, then I'll just jump in. Super hot mind control delete. If you don't know what this game is about, it's the the basic concept is the world around you only moves when you move so it's a first person shooter uh and it's i mean basically what this does is it makes a strategy game out of a first person shooter because you have this gun or well it starts you off normally with nothing and then you can pick up guns, you can pick up swords, you can pick up a lot of different items to use as weapons or just to, to throw in, stu stun somebody so that uh, they, so that you can go and actually uh, attack them and take them out. So they have basically uh, groups of enemies coming in at you. The world only moves when you move. So you can kind of look around, see where all the bad guys are and plan all your moves. You can see, oh, there's a bad guy in front of me and he doesn't have a weapon, but this bad guy over to the right has a gun. And so maybe I can move and I can grab this uh, baseball bat on the ground here before either of these guys get me, but I don't have time to take out this guy that's closer to me first. So I'll throw this baseball bat at this dude with the gun because otherwise he'll shoot me. And so then you throw the baseball bat at the guy with the gun and you punch the dude that's really close to you. And then it's basically, like I said, it's making a strategy game out of a first-person shooter. You just have to plan out all your moves while still being, while still having kind of the, the thrill of the first-person shooter. You're taking out a room full of bad guys by yourself while, you know, it's all in kind of slow motion because you're moving slowly through the world and you're dodging bullets you're dodging around guys, you're throwing stuff across the map, you're throwing, you know, swords, you're picking up guns and shooting. It's extremely, extremely fun. Like, the the base gameplay in this game is, is very much the same as what the original game was, which is just the, the world only moves when you move concept, and it is so fantastic and so much fun. Now, 
the power-ups they give you, this is the biggest difference from the first game. There was a, a few power-ups, but it was very limited in the first game. That first game is very small in scope because this is an indie game. And this one, because of that, the first game's such a big success, uh, this game is a little bit bigger in scope. And they give you a bunch of power-ups that you can equip and unequip at different points in the game. And, I mean, again, the first game did this a bit with, like, the body-swapping mechanic and stuff where you can look at a bad guy and switch bodies with them. So that way, you know, all the other bad guys are, like, aimed at the other person. You're somewhere else and you can attack then. Uh, that kind of thing. Very cool, but that is expanded upon so much more in this game. I mean, depending on what you have equipped... You can throw and then recall a katana back, which is awesome. Like it's, you know, Thor's hammer, you know. Uh, you can bounce bullets off walls and at bad guys. Uh, you can turn everyday objects, like you can pick up a, a bowl or something if you're in a kitchen and throw it at a bad guy and it explodes like a grenade. There is so many different kinds of power-ups in here. And these are just such a, a great addition to the super hot formula that really... Just, it keeps it constantly fresh, moment to moment, you know? Uh, then they also changed up the enemies. The, the enemies in the first game are, I mean, they're all here. You got all the basic guys. You got the dude without a gun. You got the dude with a sword. You got the dude with a, a gun. You got the dude with a machine gun. You got the dude with a shotgun. You know, all the, all the basic kind of enemies. But then they changed up the enemies, too, by introducing, uh, like... Enemies that you can only shoot one limb of the enemy. If you don't know, this game is it's very stylized. So it's all black and red. And the, the enemies are red. Or it's all white and red, I should say. The enemies are red. The environment and everything is white. And uh, it's not completely white. There's like shades of white. But it's all white. And you are working your way through this very stylized environment. You can only hit things that are red. Enemies are red. You can hit them and you can... Uh, you can kill the enemies, but some enemies, only one arm is red, or only a leg is red. You can hit them anywhere else on their body, but it won't kill them unless you hit them in their weak spot, which is their, their red spot, which, you know, is just one limb or something. So that's one way they change up the enemies, and then also they have... Uh, you know, they have different kinds of enemies, like, uh, enemies that'll rush in and explode kind of enemies. They have enemies that are... <laughs> there's, there's some enemies, I won't, I won't spoil it because it's later game stuff, but there's some enemies that show up that are extremely intimidating and they can be kind of difficult to work around, uh, which makes for, it, it really forces you to change things up. It's not like, you know, there, sometimes... If you, depending on the map and stuff, you can find a corner where it's like, okay, this is blocking off this area. As long as I kind of defend from this direction and keep my eye over here, I'm pretty much good. And, you know, I fight from this direction and the enemies kind of come to me kind of thing. But there's enemies in here that will force you to change up those kind of strategies to constantly keep you on your toes. And it's it's really great. This is a, a, a great next step for the the super hot franchise which i i hope this does continue to uh go on in the future here because there's there's so much potential i think for even more steps like this game now some of the things they changed up in here that i liked a little bit less than the first game is that uh they have it where you have a set number of lives to get through a certain amount of levels so uh you have like 
you know, like five levels or something that you have to get through with only two to three lives, and then and then you can go on to the next set of like five or so levels, uh, which is you know a, a cool enough idea, a cool enough concept, I would say, for like a mode in this game or something like that. But personally, I prefer the once you get past a level, you you just get past a level and you go on to the next level kind of thing. The first game, I don't think I had any lives at all. I don't think that was ever something you got, was an extra life. If you got hit, you were just done, and you had to restart that level and, and do it all over again. This one, it kind of makes it annoying when you get into certain areas where it's really hard, and then you have to repeat levels over and over to, to defeat this other level that you're struggling with kind of thing. So, honestly, I found that more annoying than anything, you know, that... Uh, whenever you, you hit your two or three lives and run out of lives because you're, you're stuck on one level or something that you have to go back multiple levels. Uh, I just found that kind of annoying, more of a nuisance than anything personally. Uh, plus there's not a certain amount of enemies. I'd kind of liked in the first one where there was like, there would be five enemies in a map and then they would come and you'd, you'd defeat all five and then that's the end of that map or something. This one, there's not really a limited amount of enemies. The, the enemies constantly spawn it's just once you kill a certain amount, then you win. But there's still enemies around. So it's like, I, I guess, that's fine enough, I guess. But I, I just kind of preferred, like, cleaning the map, you know? That, that kind of like, oh yeah, that's cool. Whereas this one, it feels like you should still have work there to do because there's still enemies around, but you just won because you killed a certain amount of enemies. You know what I'm saying? Now, the first game, they, they never really repeated areas. Uh, this one, they repeated... The same areas, you know, I, I played in the kitchen and I played in the garage area like over and over and over again as I played the game. Now, I, I wouldn't mind this really if they repeated an area maybe a couple times, you know, starting you off in a different area, you know, with di enemies coming from different directions or something like that, which they do, but then they, they repeat it too often, you know, they, they repeat it to the point where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm doing these same levels over and over and it's consistently fun because the gameplay is extremely fun, but I, it, it starts to get a little samey once you're playing some of these same levels over and over again. Uh, there's a decent amount of levels, like, there's a decent amount of environments and things, but it's just, they, they just feel repeated over and over again by the time you get to the end of the game. I don't know if they did this because of, because of a lack of budget or, like, trying to just pad out the game's runtime or something, but it's not like the first game was a long game, you know? It was a kind of a fairly short, concise indie game, you know? I would have been fine with this game being the length of the first one and have all the environments be more fresh throughout the game, you know what I'm saying? Story-wise, honestly, I don't care, really. The story is fine enough. It's it's whatever. Uh, the, the story of the first one... It, it, I enjoyed the story of the first one more, honestly, but the story of the first one is, it's not like that's why I was there anyway. It was like, when it came to the end and they're doing some things at the end, I'm like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool, but ultimately that's not why I played that game, and that's not why I played this game. You know, when it came to the end of this one, I didn't really care, but <laughs> it's like, you know, it was interesting enough, but... Uh, but that's not why I'm here. I'm here for the awesome gameplay, and it delivers in the awesome gameplay. Ultimately, this is a great evolution of the Super Hot franchise that is held back a bit by the the repetition, you know. But it's still an absolute blast to play, and I cannot wait 
to see what this team does next. I mean, whether that be super hot three or four, I guess, if you're counting VR, uh, or if it's if it's something else entirely, I am very excited to see where these people go next and what they do next. I, I do want another super hot game because these games are so much fun. The Helix Reviews Podcast is a proud member of the Christian Geek Central Network, a hub of all kinds of cool Christian geeky stuff from around the web, all funneled to ChristianGeekCentral.com. Check it out. All right, now let's talk about Spider-Man Miles Morales. Look, I don't know if I'm ready to fly solo. You gotta take the oath. I promise to do everything in my power to protect this city. I promise. Guys, I wanted to thank you. Both of you. You need to lay low. Don't trust anybody and don't take off that mask. This message is for Roxxon. The underground will stop it. They need you. Miles, what's the underground doing? They're after Newform. Tinkerer, stop! Spider-Man Miles Morales. In this game, you play as Miles Morales, a new and different Spider-Man who is not Peter Parker. And uh, when his mentor, Peter Parker, the original OG Spider-Man, is out of town, the Tinkerer strikes and... Uh, also, the Prowler shows up, and, you know, the stuff is just kind of generally hitting the fan, if you know what I mean. And now, the one and only Spider-Man in New York has to go out and save the day. Without the help of his mentor, he has to finally kind of stand up on his own for the first time against a, a great threat like the Tinkerer. Now, the story in this game is great. Now, uh, this is, unlike Super Hot, when I play this game, I am greatly enjoying the story of Spider-Man Miles Morales. It's kind of a, a coming age, coming of age story with Miles kind of coming to his own, you know, becoming his own Spider-Man, finally kind of standing apart from just being, you know, Spider-Man's sidekick, the other Spider-Man, you know. Uh, so, Peter Parker, you know, he's out of town and the, the Tinkerer is here. The Tinkerer, an interesting villain choice here because, uh, I mean, th he's, he's not a villain that I often think of as as going head-to-head -head with Spider-Man. I know he does, but he's more of the... Uh, the, the more of a behind-the-scenes villain a lot of times, it seems to me, as far as him being a Spider-Man villain. That said... This is definitely a revamped version of that character. Perhaps this is the ultimate version of that character because I haven't read the uh, a lot of the Ultimate Spider-Man comics, so I don't know if, you know, when the Tinker shows up in the Ultimate Spider-Man comics, maybe this is the version of the Tinker that's there. Uh, but the Tinker that I know, I mean, first off, is a dude, and this is a girl's Tinker, and also, well... I guess I won't say anything else, but some of the things that happens with the Tinker hair and some of the things that are, are revealed with the Tinker hair uh, are, are not the Tinker that I know. So this is pretty much a, a different villain, in my opinion, uh, other than the fact that she, she can tinker around and, and make really good machines and, and really good technology and all that kind of stuff. You know, the Tinker type stuff, though I think uh, they, they did a great job with the Tinker as a villain. I think this is really... 
this is really like a, a quintessential Spider-Man villain in just in in the way that they attach this character to to Spider-Man, you know? Like like whenever whenever you see a Spider-Man villain in the movies, uh in the in the games and uh in the comics too, though there is more villains in the comics, but Whenever you see a Spider-Man villain, the kind of one of the marks of a, a great Spider-Man villain, I think, is his connection to Spider-Man and his connection to also kind of the 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 human side of Spider-Man, right? So his connection to Miles Morales in this case, and I think that is fantastic. That dynamic is absolutely fantastic and really makes for a great villain here. Miles' relationships with all the characters in here, you got his relationship with his mother, his uncle, uh, his, his best friend, and also with Peter Parker for, uh, for part of the game. Fantastic, man. So much fun. Very good. Great dialogue. Great writing. And I, I just, I really, really like this version of Miles Morales. Uh, it's... It's sim somewhat similar to maybe the, the Miles Morales that you've seen, which maybe is the one in Spider-Man uh, Into the Spider-Verse, probably the most popular version of Miles now at this point. Uh, somewhat similar to that, but also it's different. It kind of stands on its own as its own version of Miles Morales. Just fantastic there. The Prowler in this game is also great. I guess I don't want to spoil some of the reveals around him, but the Prowler in this game... I. I love the Prowler, man. The Prowler is such an underrated Spider-Man character. I would love to see a, a Prowler video game, you know? Just make a whole game around Prowler, you know? Could we have a Spider-Man Prowler game? Probably not. That's probably never going to happen. But I love the character Prowler. I think he's such a cool character. Uh, I would love to see either a Prowler video game or maybe a Prowler movie, you know, with Donald Glover. Because he, he played the character of Prowler. Like... Dude, for real. Uh, <laughs> or maybe an animated spinoff of the Spider-Verse movie. You know, I just want more Prowler. You know, that's what I want. Um, <laughs> anyway, he's a fantastic character in this game. Really, really enjoyed him. And, and then the, the as far as story-wise goes, uh, the teases for the future, very intriguing. Very, very intriguing. I, I like it. That's all I'm going to say. Keep it vague. Uh, okay, the action. This is a video game. It's not all just story. There's gameplay, right? So the action. Uh, very much at its core is very much the same, right? The, the the punching, the swinging, all that kind of stuff is very much the same as the first game, which means it's fantastic. It's great. I, I love it. It's uh, the, the swinging. I mean, the traversal is just... It's, it's straight up the best traversal in any video game ever, in my opinion. That's the case with the first Spider-Man game. It's very, very similar here. Uh, the the animations for swinging is a little bit different as far as, um, you know, Peter Parker's been at this for years. He's a more talented swinger. He, know, he knows what he's doing. Uh, Miles is still getting his legs under him. He's a little more haphazard in some of his swinging. That said, both of them control very much the same, and both of them are crazy fun. So much fun. This is like the kind of game where there's never any need to fast travel because just swinging across the city is just, it's so much fun. Uh... And then the, the fighting is fantastic, but it, it's just that fighting with some extra layers added on top. There's some new gadgets, all of which are fun, but I'm, I'm going to say there's nothing too uh, revolutionary in the gadgets. The biggest change would be his Venom powers. So 
basically, if you don't know, the Spider-Man Miles Morales version has electrical powers. He can shock people with his... Uh, for some reason, I don't know, spiders don't do that, but for some reason he can. And again, spiders don't s swing around like a maniac, so... Uh, doesn't really matter. Uh, <laughs> he can shock people, and he also has invisibility. So those are two new elements added in here. The the electrical powers uh, to stun groups of enemies or to, you know, bigger enemy to stun him, and then you can fight him more, different ways to do that. Very fun, very cool. Uh, the invisibility power, mostly used for uh, stealth missions and, and things of that nature. Also fun, one I used a little bit less, but also fun. These are definitely... Uh, and there, there's definitely enough here, I think, to kind of step Miles Morales apart, you know, make, make him a little bit different than the Peter Parker Spider-Man as far as the gameplay goes, while still having it be very familiar and very much kind of the same as what that first Spider-Man game was. So if you liked the action in the first Spider-Man game, you're going to like the action here. It's, it's the same with some changes to it. So it, fantastic. Very, very fun. There's some boss fights in here that are stellar. Some really, really fantastic boss fights. Some really cool ones. Uh, and some unexpected ones, too, I think, which were uh, very, very cool. Uh, once again, you can change your suit, and there's like, you know, 20 different suits or something in here that you can change. A, a lot of times in games when it's like, oh, you can change your coat in Red Dead Redemption, it's like, okay, you know, occasionally uh, maybe I'll change it or something, but I don't really care too much. This, I think, is very cool, unlocking all your suits, probably because I'm a big Spider-Man fan, and so seeing all the different versions of the Spider-Man suit, some of which I recognize, and some of which it's like, where did you pull that out from? But, <laughs> either way, very, very cool stuff. I, I really enjoy the all the different Spider-Man suits and, and playing around with all those. I also really like that in the takedown animations. So if you get your uh, if you get your combo up high enough, you can do an instant takedown on certain guys. It does a little animation of Spider-Man, you know, swinging and kicking or, or jumping and kicking, different things. And depending on the suit, sometimes it will change the animation of the fight, you know, of the the, the that takedown, which I think is is very cool. It's a, it's a cool way to. Uh, when you change up your suits, give you a reward for changing up your suits beyond just kind of the look of the of Spider-Man there swinging around. Very, very cool. Now, most of the side missions and kind of the, the city missions throughout here are more or less the same. I, I There's a... Uh, okay, wait. I, I take that back. There's a lot of them that are the same, I'll say. There's the training mission. Uh, there's the enemy bases where you go in and you stealth people or you just go in and just fight a giant horde of people. Uh, and then there's like a replacement for backpacks, which makes even less sense than backpacks, honestly. I have no idea why. Like, <laughs> doesn't make any sense, logically speaking. But it's basically the backpacks where you go, you pick up an item, and it says... It, it, basically, they, they have Miles say, Oh, hey, uh... I got this thing when I was doing this, and it gives you a little character moment or something with each one of those, which which makes all of those worth getting, in my opinion. Uh, whereas a lot of times in games where it's like create, you know, grab all tw 27 orbs, it's like why? I don't care. Um, <laughs> this one they actually connect a little bit of story to it in order to make it worth it, in my opinion. And uh, yeah, then there's one set of missions that are. That they place the markers on the map, and these are... That, I didn't care for these twins too much, honestly. These are new ones to this game, and they're 
I guess I won't say what they are because they weren't in any of the marketing. So I'll just I'll just leave off what they are. But the the new set of like story missions that are all marked on the map, I I wasn't crazy about. Those ones were slightly annoying in my opinion. Now the biggest change with the side missions is that this this Spider Man has an app where people can report crimes and then you look at the app and you can go to the crime and and save the day or whatnot. Uh, so you have like a list of uh, crimes on there that you can fight. Those are probably the most different ones, which I mean, they're all fairly basic ones. You know, there's the one you catch the car. There's one you stop a store from being robbed or you stop, you know, whatever. They're, they're all pretty basic things. Nothing too revolutionary or anything in there if you, if you don't do many of those. It, it doesn't hurt the game overall, but it is a, a, a fun excuse to do more of the fun combat and swinging around and all that jazz. So I did all those things too. Uh, there's a new J. Jonah Jameson in here. Uh, <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson is in the game. You know, and he'll have those, uh, you know, those moments where he he talks on the radio and he's like, "Oh, hey, uh, Spider-Man's terrible" and all that. And I like this version of J. Jonah Jameson, but they toned him down a little bit as far as the amount he was in this game, and they added on this new character that is this young, hip, woke, social justice warrior-y type girl that is, uh, I mean, I just, <laughs> this is not a show that I would listen to for sure. I mean, I wouldn't listen to J. Jonah Jameson either, but... This is definitely not a show that I would listen to because this is not the uh, <laughs> this is not the kind of uh, ideals that I agree with. You know, social justice warriors and all that stuff is uh, it's not a positive thing in my opinion. the 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 fact that that's kind of the area that that's in is is just it, honestly I found her somewhat annoying, uh, even though. J. Jonah Jameson was supposed to be the annoying one. But the difference is, he's supposed to be annoying. And he's annoying in the funny kind of way. Uh, she is annoying while trying to be genuine. And I didn't really like her. So, <laughs> so there you go. That That's my thoughts on the new that girl. Uh, not a big deal, ultimately. But that is there. Another negative. The game did crash a few times. Uh, not a big deal as far as... Uh, the, the actual playing of the game goes, it, it happened maybe three or four times throughout the game, though, uh, which is just, it's just annoying. I don't know if that's because it's more geared towards a PlayStation 5 system. I forgot, I should have said this at the top of the review. I'm playing this on the PlayStation 4, don't own a PlayStation 5, so I'm playing this on the PlayStation 4. Maybe it's more optimized to be on a PlayStation 5, so on a PlayStation 4, it'll, it'll crash every now and again. It crashed a few times playing throughout the game, not... Too big of a deal again, just mostly just kind of annoying. Again, I, I love this game and I I love, you know, Spider-Man as a character and, and, and this game and the first Spider-Man games are, are some of the only games that I do like everything in the game. I collect all the collectibles. I do every side mission. I do every little thing on that app. I do everything in the game. Uh, they're some of the, the few games that I actually platinum 
uh, where I, you know, I do everything in the game and get all the trophies and all that kind of stuff because I, I want an excuse to play these games for longer because they are so much fun. I really hope this becomes another series they make right alongside the Peter Parker Spider-Man series. Keep making those. Keep making these. I love them both. And maybe we can make Spider-Man 2099 as well. I mean, that would be pretty cool. Huh? I want to see that. That's probably not going to happen. I want to see more Prowler games, you know, because there hasn't been one yet. That'd be pretty cool, but that's never going to happen either. So that's all. <laughs> I loved it. It's fantastic. Uh, check this game out. If you if you liked the first Spider-Man game, you're going to like this one. It's fantastic. Kind of say I'm disappointed, but... You think you can beat the Tinker? Rock some. You can't. Every time I think I got this Spider-Man thing figured out, something goes wrong. Minds. Our family doesn't give up. Whenever you say Spider-Man, you always mean the other one. You're Spider-Man. You can fix this. Your way. That is all for this episode of the Halo Tributes Podcast. Did you play Spider-Man Miles Morales? Did you play Super Hot Mind Control Delete? Shoot me an email, HeloTributesPodcast at gmail.com and let me know what did you think of those games. I love that name, by the way. Super Hot Mind Control Delete. That's such a clever name for that game, you know, which is very computer technology is taking over or whatever kind of focused game that that is. Uh, it's, it's such like a, a cool, clever title. Super hot mind control deletes, you know, it's fantastic. Uh, and it does fit with kind of the overall theme of the game, I think, which is, is cool as well. I honestly, I kind of went into the game thinking that it was just kind of a, a clever name that they figured out and they're just going to be like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, but it actually kind of fits with the theme of the game too as well, which is uh, just kind of cool. You know, I just thought they were just being clever and, and not really connecting it much to the game because the game story is just, yeah, I already talked about that. It is what it is, whatever. Uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, fantastic, so much fun. And uh, coming up on the show, beginning of the year, end of the year type episodes, and also the the rest of the best of the decade episodes. I I, I do want to, which this would mean I have to do it fast. I want to finish off the best of the decade episodes before I go into the the best of the year episode and all that kind of stuff. I want to get that in all in this year, which means I have a month. Which means I guess this means I just gotta get on it and I'll release those episodes quickly. Maybe I can't promise anything because if I do, then it might not happen. Uh, <laughs> but that's gonna be my attempt. That's that's gonna be my plan. Uh, hopefully that works out that way. And if it doesn't, if I finish in January or something, it's not a big deal in, in my opinion anyway. So it's okay. That's all for this time, guys. This is David Arrington of the Helix Reviews Podcast. Thank you for listening. That's awesome that you listen. You made it this far. Dude, you made it through the whole episode. That's awesome. Thanks. See you around, guys. Bye.